Welcome to Nintendo Voice Chat. This is IGN's Nintendo Podcast. My name is Philip Mewson, and coming up on Nintendo Voice Chat, we have our big year-end review episode, and I think we've been preparing for this pretty much all year long. Now, going into 2017, Nintendo was admittedly pretty much at an all-time, or maybe not an all-time, but a pretty big low. Mm. However, going into 2018, I would have to say that... This could be one of the best years to be a Nintendo fan ever. So that's exactly what we're going to be talking about all day today. And to join with me here uh, to talk about this matter is the rest of the panel on my right. How's it going today, Pear? I'm part of the rest of the panel. Yes, the rest of the panel. I would consider you maybe the best of the rest, I'm the best. Oh, that's so sweet of you, Zach Attack. Better than all the rest. Yes. Yeah, well, thanks for having us. You're also very good. You can't, everyone can't be the best. Also, <laughs> I, I like Brian Altano. How you doing, Brian? I'm good. I'm good. How are yeah. you guys? Good. Yeah, Pretty you're good. right. This is this has been a really good. You came in at a good time. This yes. Is, <laughs> yes. I honestly could not be luckier than to be the Nintendo editor at IGN during a year that Nintendo is absolutely just like flourishing. Yeah. And just bringing out hit after hit. So it's very very exciting. Yeah, it's been awesome. And it's like if you if you go back to the last time they did really well, that was the launch year of the Wii and the year that followed. And like I would say that it probably wasn't the best time to be a Nintendo fan because you didn't get the games you loved. You didn't get the games you wanted in HD. Right. You got the the same kind of graphical fidelity almost, right, with the Wii and then a lot of new games, which were fun. I loved Wii Sports and all those those experiments, but like I wanted those like core games that I fell in love with and they came much, much later in the Wii life cycle. Yeah, you know? there was, it was interesting at, during the Wii era because there were things at the top of the MPD every month, but it wasn't really stuff that we all wanted to play. We play. We play, right? And third parties were experimenting with cool, smaller games. We got stuff like Zack and Wiki and all all these other weird things like that. Which we got Red Steel. And Red Steel. Um, I mean, I was mostly focusing on like the good ones, but yeah, yeah, that's that's definitely one of the games that was released during those. But hey, what about me over here? What's up, Zach? (laughs) How you doing today? I'm doing all right. Good. Cool. Glad to have you on the show today. Yeah, glad to be here. Yes. Oh, we didn't introduce you yet. No. I thought we totally did. No, it's all right. We always we, get. We, 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 I kind of, I kind of jumped the gun because I was giving, singing y'all's praises, and then yeah, it's fine. So tell us a little bit about you. No, no, no <laughs> here I am. I feel like <laughs> I, Nintendo it's chair. pretty easy for me to get down to Brian's chair, mm-hmm. and then right after that, somewhere along the way, it just like spins out of control. Man, it's, it's a real, it's a, it's a real. I'm sorry, we, Zach. kind of show. Well, we're just bored with Zach. I mean, oh. just, no, with introducing Zach. <laughs> it's just by the time we get there. It's been like 15 minutes. Sure, sure, and sure. Yeah. It's late. So yeah. it's already it's over. Right. But it's no, right. no, yeah. it's definitely good to have you here. Exactly. It's like when you're talking to someone for like a half an hour and you never actually introduce each other and you just kind of just walk away being like, well, I'll never know that person's name. <laughs> does this Aww. happen to you a lot? You and I were at PSX this weekend yeah. and we met a bunch of people and like fans and stuff. And does this ever happen to you where people come up and I introduce myself like, oh, hey, I'm Zach. Oh, it's so nice to me because they'll, they'll come up and they're like, hey, are you Zach from IGN? Yeah. Like, yeah, that's me. Hi. And then, and then they don't ever tell me their names. Oh, you got to say, what's your name? I know, but it's like, isn't that a weird thing? Like, that that people just don't... Think like, about it. If you... If inherently you, introduce each other? But if you walked up to a celebrity and you're like, you're seeing your favorite actor, um, Ed Norton, and you walk up to him and you're like, oh my God, it's Ed Norton. Do you go, I am Zach Ryan? Yeah. Oh, right? Because you feel like at that moment, like... You're being selfish. I guess. Uh, maybe that's true. Yeah. I hadn't considered it that way. Mm-hmm. But when I see Ed Norton, I'll be sure to introduce you're, myself. You're like the Ed Norton of video games, I feel like. Yeah. Uh, okay, I'll take that. That I, I mean, that's 
I've been called much worse. Yeah. So <laughs> this truly has been a great year for Nintendo. No, that's it for <laughs> yeah. the show this week. Thank Please. you so much yeah. for joining okay. us this week. <laughs> Philip, what do you got for us? Yes. Well, okay. We are going to start at the very, <laughs> very beginning of, I guess, the Switch's life cycle. So let's bring it all the way back to January 12th. This was the day that Nintendo had their gigantic Switch presentation. Do you guys remember this? Do you remember the big reveal? Yeah. Yeah. So we, uh, that was a, that was a really interesting time because like I, I had been on NVC uh, a dozen times leading up to, to, uh, that particular reveal. And then that night, uh, or that week, uh, pair and Jose asked me to, uh, produce the NVC live stream that we did for the reveal. Um, and that was like a really cool deal because, uh, we got to do like a kind of a pre and post show about like what we expected, what we wanted to see. And then there's a really cool thing that happens anytime there's these like press events, like for like the game awards or, or at E3 where everybody's in the same room watching the feed and like commenting and like running news. And it's like very chaotic. And, um, that night in particular was like a lot of fun for me because I, I'm obviously a huge Nintendo fan. Right. And this was such a huge Nintendo specific event. Um, and I just remember like everyone was like really, really excited to learn so much about, uh, this new system and the games. And I ended up owing Ryan McCaffrey an in and out lunch because I bet him, an in and out lunch that Zelda would not launch with the switch. And it did. And it did. Was yeah. that the night pre-orders went live? Yes. Yes. Yeah. Okay. So I, that was very specifically, I remember being like, I have to host the, uh, pre and post show for, for this, for this event, which I was like really happy to do is really honored. It was like, I think my parents watched it, which is weird. Cause they, oh, you know, wow. um, and I remember also being like, that's really awesome. But the Nintendo fan of me like wants to run out in the room away from this so I can get on my phone and I can well, like, and so I had put in my credit card information on like Best Buy and Walmart and all the other in GameSpot or GameStop, just ready to hit the button. And I think I got three separate pre-orders in. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I did it was, too. It was yeah. super three. funny because like watching you, like we knew that pre-orders were going to go live that night and you guys had come into the, the post show to mm -hmm. kind of do like a wrap up piece but you were all very anxious <laughs> about missing the opportunity to do pre-orders. Right, yeah. So during the post show, it was really funny if you go back and watch it now, <laughs> it's like they're all having a conversation like this, but then as soon as one of them stops, like if pairs stop talking, you see him be like this, like. <laughs> <laughs> see, I, like, I was fortunate enough to actually, at the time, be working from home. So I had access to like my you know laptop and then I had a desktop and then I had my phone. So I had like three different websites open at right. the same time, like yeah. you know refreshing, looking, waiting for pre-orders to open up. And I actually ended up pre-ordering off of Best Buy and um, GameStop and Amazon. Amazon, yep. yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. so we, I have, it's been a long time since I pre-ordered anything. Um, and this was a system that, or this was a thing that I knew that I had to have, like I wanted to make sure that I had it day one. And uh, it was really funny because we were in the post show, you know, these guys were like looking at their phones, like trying to make sure that they're getting pre-orders while the show was going on. And then there was like four or five of us in the control room running the show from behind the scenes. They were all doing the same thing. And our editor in chief, like it was, it was great because we heard it outside first. Like we were in the control room, but all of a sudden you could just hear like muffled through the wall. <laughs> and then, uh, so we're People like already in there. Strangled? Yeah, well, yeah, exactly. And then Steve like, like throws open the door. He's like, the pre-orders are up on walmart.com. Right. And we were like, yeah, yeah, we got it. We got it. You know, like everyone was pre-ordering. Which is not, it's not a normal reaction to have to things, yeah. but it's a reaction that we had because of the PTSD from Amiibo, yeah, from every NES, 3DS, classic. from the NES Classic, the, yeah. then to be the Super NES Classic, 
like everything that they've ever launched in like the last five years, it's been a war. Yeah. And then I ended up with three pre-orders. Eventually I canceled two. I landed on Amazon as the one to stick with. And then they dropped the ball <laughs> and never delivery. delivered my system. Are you serious? Yeah. yeah, that, uh, was a, yeah. that was tragic. I spread man. it around. Like yeah. I did multiple orders. It, yeah. That night was especially funny because we were all kind of comparing notes as to how, like how many everybody ordered. Because yeah. I think we were anticipating these shortages and we we're like, I have to make sure that I get at least one. Mm -hmm. And so I was like, I reserve two. I got one from Best Buy. I got one from Amazon. Uh, Brian did three. But then our tech ops guy, Dave, who orders systems, not like he orders stuff, obviously for his own personal use, but then he orders the stuff that we'll use for like capture kits and work, like yeah. live streams and stuff like that. And so everyone was like, I got two, I got four. And Dave was like, I got eight. And we were like, <laughs> what? It almost reminds me of the scene in, in Willy Wonka when they're just like talking about how many chocolate bars they bought. And yeah. Charlie's like one. And he's like 100. And he's like, no, just, just, just one. Just one. Yeah. <laughs> What's wrong with yeah. you? Yeah. But yeah, I remember just uh, being so excited to, um, to finally see this thing in action, and like, because there were there were all these questions about like how powerful it would be, how heavy would it would it be, how long does the battery last, how does it feel, right? Is it cheap? Cheap? Is it you know? Yeah. They, and I, I loved I loved starting off the the year with a confidence that it would be a worthwhile machine to get. Yeah. But I was still really worried. I was like, is this gonna do well enough to actually get the right support? Right. And not end up like a Wii U where we're seeing just a trickle of software. Well, that launch trailer was really fascinating for a number of reasons in retrospect. You're talking about the one from October. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. So the one that you know that that led into that big event. Um, first of all, every one of those games has been released. Yep. They've all come into fruition. That's They're crazy. Real. Huh? Yeah. Uh, secondly, everyone in that trailer was an adult, which is another different take from Nintendo. Um, and that we actually got to see all those situations pan out. We all said like, oh, Karen, she brought her, her system to a party. She went on the roof. Uh, we've done that. Like yeah. I brought mine to a bar and split the Joy-Cons off. The guy sitting on the plane playing, like I've done that, yeah. you know, playing in bed, getting up, docking it and, and playing from there. I've done that too. We've done uh. every single case scenario there. I remember being like, we're not going to do those things. We, yeah. we did all those things. All those games are out. They're all really fun. What it, rang, it rang hollow for the Wii U to see the gamepad demonstrated that way. It's like, you know, fun family. Yeah. It's like, yeah, it's like, oh, I got to watch sports. And he's like, no problem. I'll right. play on the thing. No, you don't because you need two screens. It sure. was such oh, a, like, it was night and day. <laughs> like Facebook does that thing where it reminds you of something that happened in your life earlier in your life. And it's for me the other day, it was like, hey, it's been four years since you put up this picture. Yeah. And it's my Nintendo Wii U. And it's the day I got it. It was like four years ago, Aww. like two weeks ago. And like half the comments on the side are like, oh, is that thing out? And I don't even know that was coming out this week. And I was like, such a difference. Like you can almost yep. tell that yeah. day the trajectory it would take versus the Switch, which, you know, we had our doubts about, but almost immediately came out of the gate swinging. Yeah. Uh, the, the presentation itself was really cool too. Yeah. I think it did a lot to sort of... Uh, uh, encourage people that this was going to be a system worth investing mm -hmm. in, right? So uh, the initial launch trailer, I think we all kind of had this skepticism because of the the scenarios that they were playing out, you know, it was like, are we really going to like play it at a party on a rooftop? Are we really going to like want to play it on a plane? And and um, I think that that presentation, presentation showed us so much more of what it could do. And for me personally, it also, they did a really smart thing of like doing a sort of demo yep. and they, like they had like Kwaizumi up there, uh, pouring or shaking the ice cubes, you know, and like with the yep. feed, the feedback and like, that was really cool. But then they would follow that up by being like, well, and here's a trailer for another game that's coming. Yeah, and it wasn't always a Nintendo game. It was a third party game. So like right out of the gate, it was like, cool. There's at least second and third party support that we can count. They on brought devs that, on. Like, they brought Suda 5-1 yeah. on. Um, they showed the new Mario game. I mean, there was like, there was this like 
feeling of confidence there. Did they show like, Mario there? Yeah, they did. Yeah. They did. Yeah, that was like the first like, the the trailer. That's yeah. right. Yeah. yeah. That was the first time we saw New Donk City and we were oh, like, that's right. what is yeah, this that's game? Right. It looked you like know? the Sonic Adventure too, yeah. basically. Yeah. Right? So, yeah. I mean, I think that you had this vote of confidence from third parties. You had, um, you know, sort of legendary game developers up there. You had that weird or triumphant weirdness that I think Nintendo's known for, like shaking the ice cubes and all yeah. that kind of stuff. Well, you remember when he's like laying on the couch with the one hand draped? Like there's like so many moments that were so meme worthy just in that. Like it, it did a really good job of putting Nintendo back in the conversation in a way that it hadn't been in a long time. We saw snipper clips. We yeah. saw arms, I believe. Yes. Right. Yeah. Mario Kart was yeah. at the Mario Kart. event here, right? There was like yeah. a, a really interesting Farming trailer simulator. for arms. Yeah. Do you remember that trailer? It was like of the Farming guy walking out and it's all black in the background and yeah. like another girl walking out. Yep. And I think we, we all thought it was like another game at first, right? There yeah. was like some confusion and then mm-hmm. it turned out to be this brand new Nintendo IP, which was right. incredible. Yep. But I mean, just straight off the bat from the very beginning of the year, we saw a Nintendo that has been learning from their previous mistakes. Like, uh, even just in that presentation alone, the messaging compared to the Wii U presentation messaging is just, like, uncomparable. Like, you, you, it was done so much better with the Switch. We all knew what type of a system it was. We all understood what games were coming, and and it was just very, very well thought out overall. Um, But I want to know what you guys thought about the launch lineup. So the system launched on March 3rd, which wasn't that long after the presentation, just a few months, and it launched with 1-2-Switch, Fast RMX, or Fast Remix, if you're extra cool, Um, I Am Setsuna, Just Dance 2017, and Breath of the Wild, which which yeah I don't know I haven't heard of that game it's a tiny yeah. one mm-hmm. um, I but think Snipper Clips was in there too and Snipper Clips yeah. yes yeah. that's but right but it didn't get a Snipper retail Clips, Snipper Clips might have been shortly thereafter because there was like a run of days. like uh, yeah there was like like two or three days later where they're like oh hey here's six more games like yeah. you know Right, right, right. Yeah, I mean, I think in terms of box retail games, that was all of them in the United States. And then there was right. a couple like weird ones. That but Superclips was launch yes. digital. Oh, yeah, there was some sports. Yeah. Yeah. Right? Wasn't Bomberman also? Bomberman as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah so uh, how did I mean? I thought the obviously Breath and, of the Wild is a, is a fantastic game, and 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 I love it. It's my pick for game of the year. So it, having that game at launch was was amazing and having that game on the go, I thought the impact was lessened a little bit because you could have had it still on the Wii U, yeah. right? Um, and, and my initial reaction to the launch lineup was like, I wish there had been a heavy hitter from a third party. Mm-hmm. You know, they obviously Just Dance is a big game for mainstream, but I don't think the mainstream went for this machine at launch, right? right? And so I was looking for another game uh, with a bigger name at launch. And so I thought the launch lineup was strong because it had Breath of the Wild, but was kind of lacking. It was very limited. Yeah. I mean, if you look at that original pitch, that one sheet basically that we saw during the January presentation of all the third party titles or all the third party company names. Yeah. Yeah. All these logos, right? This wall of logos. You were like, everyone's going to be on board. And then launch came around and you're like, where did you guys those, go? Yeah. Like, where is everybody? Remember um, they talked, Ubi talked about bringing Amped to the system really early. That still hasn't come out. No, Steep. It could have yeah. just been called Amped. It, yeah. got, it, it actually Stoked. got delayed until early Stoked. next year. <laughs> <laughs> steep, steep is still coming out. It's coming out early next year. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. They need to wait for more snow. Mm-hmm. Yeah, apparently. <laughs> yeah. Uh, no, but, but they, like, you know, I, I and I thought playing one two switch to me uh, in the end the game didn't work out but it was a cool demo for the capabilities of the that, controllers that was, that and all an the stuff you could do that was an interesting like three days in the office where people were like hey you want to play one two switch and like mm-hmm. at first you're like yeah let's do it and then you're like no 
Like I'm cool. It fizzled <laughs> you know, so fast, really yeah. fast. Yeah. And that was yeah. Initially, when they announced One Two Switch and they showed it off and they said it was going to be its own game that we had to buy, I understood why like they went in that direction because there were a lot of people that were saying like, oh, this should be a pack-in type right. thing, you know. Like, it should be. But now I yeah, feel like it should have been a pack-in, right? Mm-hmm. Like it would have done way better. It would have gotten into a lot more hands. A lot more people would have played it because I, I think just the overall way it was received was sort of like it's another gimmicky type game that you don't really play at a party and, like yeah. Nintendo thought And the gameplay, whereas Wii Sports had the gameplay to back it up where like whether you played bowling or tennis, you could play for hours and hours. This one just fizzled so fast. Well, I think a big yeah. part of it too was the, um, it, it, it almost the progression and it was hindered by the fact that you had to sit down and you had to arbitrarily play the first five or so games that yep. were in there to unlock the full grid that let you play them at, at will. Um, it's also one of the only first party support or uh, it's, uh, titles from Nintendo this year that got no post-launch support outside yep. of a couple of patches here and there. Yeah, they, um, they didn't talk about that game very much. No, and it would have been, either, it yeah. sold It sold a lot. Yeah. Like this sold very well. And you would think that they would be like, it's been six months, here's 10 new mini games. They're free. You know, here's a thank you to all the people that worked on this. I mean, it can't be that impossible to call that farmer and that lady up again. I was going to say, you got you to call all those actors back yeah, though, get, them, get them back, back in, in there. But, but to me, that's a sign of the new Nintendo that doesn't try to hammer things down, like ram things down people's throats where they say, you know what, the reception for one to switch wasn't that great. Yeah. And they go, we're going to spend our time on something else instead. Mm-hmm. I, I thought that was, uh, that I mean, was smart. It's interesting because in retrospect, the uh, or actually during the time we thought that the launch lineup for the Nintendo Switch was admittedly pretty weak. Um, it's weird when the elephant in the room is a 150-hour action RPG. You know, I mean, we're talking about Easily the best launch game of all yeah, time. of all time, yeah. hands okay. down. Just, yeah. There's no contest. I mean, yeah, I mean, I would put it up there right next to Mario 64 it's in terms in, of it, like being disruptive to the industry. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, it's interesting to me because we, our reviewer gave the Switch, what was a 7.3? Yeah, was what we yeah. what we landed on, and I have to believe that that's largely in part uh, due to the fact that Zelda was ready day one. You know what I mean? Like that launch lineup and is not necessarily setting the world on fire, but the fact that you have one of the greatest games of all time available from day one, Elevates the whole, like you know, a, well, a rising our, tide our, our raises review, all shit. Our review but. was put up against, or basically, our view, our review was saying this is a lackluster, bare bones, minimalist OS system com- yeah. compared to the ones on the market. And, and, and six months later, I don't think that really matters, honestly, because I it, not a lot has changed. You're yeah, right. no, I mean. But and most people would give that system like a nine out of better 10. Icons. So, so a, no, a couple of complaints. So in the review, um, he complained about the uh, the issues with the, remember the Joy-Con the connection yeah. issues. So that was a pretty big one that I think knocked down the score a bit mm-hmm. um, because I think, you know, I think Vince re- reviewed it, right? And he, yeah. he, um, he liked the machine overall, but he said, hey, compared to every other platform, it's bare bones when it comes to OS, online capabilities, yeah. streaming services, you can't use Netflix, and then the issues with the controllers connecting. Sure. You know, I think if you took a look at it now, the OS hasn't evolved, but I think you also realize that it's pretty genius because it's so freaking fast. Yeah, it's snappy and punchy and it gets you where you need to go without clutter. And I think that like OS bloat is the thing that happens a lot over the years. Xbox, yeah. Oh my God. Like, I mean, the Xbox One, it's constantly trying to re-refine itself, rediscover what it's- Fixed now. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah, it's, it's- 
Yeah. Getting better. Now. I like it now. It's getting yeah, better. Right. Um, or you look at even the PS4, right? When you go to search for something on that system, it's just like oh, it's vertical awful. column of letters. Yeah. Yep. And you have to like type them in one at a time. Yeah. Ugh, but terrible. that said, like, I mean, at launch we had Zelda, which was really fun. We had, I had a good time with Bomberman playing like two or four players. Uh, Snipper Clips was like the perfect like illustration of how that split Joy-Con co-op thing could work, yep, you know? Right. Yeah. Um, and then one, two switch was fine. I am Setsuna. I put a couple hours into, I enjoyed it for I, I, I had previously played I am Setsuna, yeah. but it was nice to have it like on the back burner. Yeah. If, if you wanted to take it on the go, that's like a mm -hmm. perfect RPG for that. Yeah. Yeah. I, um, I, I wanted more games though. Like they came later, like Picross, like little games yes. to kind of flesh a out Puyo, the, Puyo the lineup. Like, yeah, I mean, that, that was, stuff. that was really close to launch as well. That's I good. wanted yeah. a 2d platformer. Yeah. Like that's all I wanted. Now there's, Dozens of them, yeah. but yeah. I, I wanted just a straight up 2D platforming game. Yep. Mm -hmm. yeah. You know, we didn't get it for a while. Uh, go ahead. Sorry. No, yeah. Um, I mean, there. The Switch launched with a pretty, I would say, personally, I would say, weak lineup of games. I mean, I loved Breath of the Wild, and that's the game that I solely played up until this very next game come out came out, which is Mario Kart 8 Deluxe, mm -hmm. and that came out on the 28th. Now, I know a lot of people out there. Uh, have owned this game before, technically, Mario Kart 8 on Wii U. But there are also uh, probably even more so people out there that haven't ever played Mario Kart 8. Right. Um, I'm one of those people, actually, because, like I said you before, I skipped the Wii U. Uh -huh. Now, I did play Mario Kart 8 on, you know, at friends' houses, people that did own the Wii U. But this is the first time that I actually... Um, got a chance to really dwell into the game and, and, and see it for what it's worth and play it online. And I totally fell in love with it all over again, like that series. Because the last real like time that I really got into it was with Mario Kart 7. But Mario Kart 8 Deluxe really, really brought me back to that. And I just enjoyed it so, mm -hmm. so much, especially with the battle mode, too. Yeah, like, and I think like the selling point of the ports from the Wii U to the system was that new idea that you could take them anywhere. And I remember sort of scoffing, being like, I don't need to play this again. I unlocked locked everything in this. I did everything hundred yeah. percent. And then I was, I told the story earlier in the year, but I was on a, a, a work trip with Max Scoville and Mega Ran, who's a rapper. And we were just like, we got rained out on the shoot. We were in this like dumpy hotel in Florida. And we all realized we have Mario Kart eight mm -hmm. and Mega Ran had his dock and he plugged it in and we played multiplayer with each of us having our own screen, one of us on TV and the two of us over there. Yeah. And we just like got a bottle of booze and just like got drunk and played Mario Kart all night. And I'm like, yeah, I could have lugged my Wii U on this trip, but that's not going to work. We would have yeah. been split screen and everything. And that's when I realized like that is the magic of this thing is that I can bring this anywhere. I can bring this on an airplane. I can play multiplayer with other people who have yeah. this anywhere. You mean, so you, you see people in line at like Gamescom to, you know, to, to play video games, playing Mario Kart on switch. Like it's so cool. I had a similar moment where on a plane, on a flight to New York, I brought Mario Kart eight and I have it pre-installed because it's like the one game you really need sure. to install. Because yeah. you want to just open it and like you started and then somebody on the plane had created a room and you're like, that's so freaking cool. That's and like, yeah, you're awesome. like, there's somebody out there with the, with the switch, just waiting for another player. And, mm -hmm. and you played with a stranger on an airplane. Um, but seeing the game run on your screen is just Gorgeous. It's so yeah. beautiful. They really, yeah. yeah, they really did a good job of cleaning this up from the Wii U version. I'm mean, not, to, not to say that the Wii U version wasn't gorgeous yep. as well. This is a, a, a really awesome case for, uh, these sort of 
remake or remaster ports from the Wii U because like Philip, like there's a lot of people that skip that generation. And mm-hmm. I would personally would love to see more of this kind of stuff happen. Like give me Mario Kart eight, give me Captain Toad's treasure tracker, you give, you know, Bayonetta, give me Bayonetta stuff, one yeah. or two. Like yeah. this is, that's perfect because a lot of people miss those and are going to have an opportunity to play it on a system. And, that's, that's, and it looks so more good. readily that, available that there is this moment where you, like breath of the wild was new. And it's like, this is awesome. But then you play Mario Kart and you're like, this is a handheld now, right? Yeah. This is my, the thing that was a box at home is now in my hands. Nothing's spinning. And it looks can better. play it and anywhere. It's, it's a testament to gorgeous, vibrant art direction. Yeah. You know, that even in a non-4K capable device or whatever whatever have you, like, it's just, it stands the test of time. It's beautiful. It will, it will look great for a very long time. Uh, there is a funny moment for me around Mario Kart 8 that where the Switch outside of Zelda sort of like clicked with me and I really fell in love with the system. When I first started at IGN in December of 2014, uh, there was a, a, con- a group of people that was, were still playing Mario Kart 8 uh, after work some nights. Right. And we would go into the demo room. We have this like sort of like theater set up in the demo room and we would play, you know, a bunch of cups or whatever and then go home. And when the Switch came out and Mario Kart 8 was launched for it, we had a Slack channel that was just Mario Kart and people would be like, does anybody want to race? And you'd like stand up from your desk and like make eye contact across the room and be like, mm-hmm. <laughs> time for the card. And then you'd just be at your desk playing other people in, yep. you know, in the room. It was great. Like, and that to me was like, this is amazing. Like I'll play multiplayer games. Like I did the same thing with Splatoon here, yeah. you know? Yeah. I mean, that was, that was a huge online game too for the Switch this year as well. Like that was really one of the first times we got to jump online with the Switch and race and parties and yeah. groups and stuff yep. like that. There were people throwing t- tournaments and stuff, which is a lot we, of fun. Doesn't it, but doesn't it feel very different from when the Vita came out? I was a day one Vita buyer too. I had it and I was like, man, this... The screen is awesome. It's yeah. so beautiful, but it was very fussy, right? Like everything it, took a long yeah. time to get going and it didn't have this software. Like having Mario Kart and Zelda in this two month stretch mm-hmm. was so different from how the Vita launched. Well, there's something fun and accessible about those games, yeah. right? And I think they reach a, a grander audience and a larger audience. And I think this sort of like the Vita tried to go for that and I don't think it necessarily worked. And the vision with Nintendo on the Switch was handheld games and console games are one and the same. Whereas on Vita, it was sort of like, how do we make pared down versions of console games to speak on handhelds? And I think there was um, something that got lost in the language there. Whereas the communication between this device being a TV game or a handheld game um, is completely seamless. I mostly play, I mean, I played Uncharted obviously on the Vita, but like Luminous games like that, I I played a ton of that and was waiting for some some more puzzly games like that. But obviously Snipperclips delivered on that pretty quickly yeah so after mario kart in april we received a game called arms in june uh june 16th specifically and that's a brand new ip from nintendo which is really really cool now i personally really loved arms initially when it came out i had a lot of fun playing it i played a ton of it for the first month but then i just one day dropped off completely. Like I never really touched it again. Nintendo has been adding content to the game. Like they just, um, they, Nintendo has been adding a lot of content to the game and they've definitely been trying to support it by adding things like party crash mode, which is also a pretty good time. Not quite as good as Splatfest, but it's still, they're trying to keep it alive. And I see the potential of arms, but Mm -hmm. at the same time, I just don't know what else they can do to bring in more people. Yeah. They just added a new character a couple of weeks ago. Again, I'm glad that they're supporting it. I've, I've walked away, you know, but I'd like to see those games grow and evolve. But, uh, it was, I think the, the main message with arms was to me, 
um, we actually started to say, oh man, they're really putting out a first party game every month. They're sticking to this, mm-hmm. you know, and then they continue to throughout the year, you know, it was like such a surprise. Yeah. Right. Really to, cool. to get like, I mean, we all laughed when we saw that game. We're like, what are they doing? Mm-hmm. Like, what? This is such a ridiculous concept. And, you know, we were worried that it was too slow paced to, to, yeah. to play this game. Um, I'm, I'm so happy it exists and I'm so happy they're taking these, uh, these gambles because, Guess what's going to happen when the next Smash Brothers comes yeah. along? We're going to yeah. have characters like this in Smash. I know. Totally. And you know, I thought I wasn't really going to play this game much. And I downloaded it at San Francisco airport, literally right before a nine hour flight to Tokyo. Yeah. And I sat down on the plane, had just finished downloading. I was like, yes, I turned it on and I played it for probably eight out of nine hours and then slept for an hour and got to Tokyo very tired. But yeah. it's really fun. And it's like not nearly as sort of kind of crazy uh, combo driven obtuse as a lot of like kind of more sophisticated fighting games are. It's approachable, but I think it's also still has that, that contingency of people that find that in it. Yeah. I think there's an interesting dichotomy in arms in that it is very easy to pick up and play. Yeah. Uh, but the systems there are actually very deep. Yeah. And the, especially like the way that you, you use offense and defense, how offense and defensive uh, stances play off of each other. Right. I think it's really, really interesting the way that, that, players will get into this and, and make this like, maybe not to the level of like a street fighter or something, but get like watching a pro level player, like, or somebody that has like invested the time in arms from the time that it launched till now is insane. And the motion controls there, the utilization of the motion controls is nuts. Like I've only, when I've played arms and I've played it off and on since launch, um, I've only used, you know, I've only played it like this or with a pro controller. I, I haven't used the motion controls, mm-hmm. but that's like where it's at with this game. Yeah. That was and a good demonstration for the fact that this thing has motion control, sure. right? Like just yeah. letting you play this game slightly differently. I think something's uh, happening with our B roll there. If you're watching the video, I don't know what the deal is. It's getting all glitched out, but yes, it's not how was, the game looks or plays. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I remember um, during the test punch arms was like, getting really well received. A lot of people were playing the test punch. A lot of people I love were, that name, by the way. The, <laughs> the test, test punch. punch. Yeah. yeah. I mean, and it seemed like it was going to do really well, and it did. It sold pretty good, but at the same time, just that audience, Nintendo wasn't able to maintain that audience for, for whatever reason. Um, I, but, I argue that that was their own fault. They launched Splatoon a month later, which we'll talk about in a second, but I think that that sort of cannibalized a part of, I know they're very different games, but I think that taking like an online game like that that's mostly competitive, mm-hmm. And uh, launching something that directly competes with it almost a month later was kind of difficult. You know, I mean, I think it sort of splintered those groups. I, I, I'd, I'd agree with that. Um, I don't know. I, I, I wouldn't actually. I would argue that Arms is like a fighting game. You know, and that mm-hmm. has they, that has its own fan base. Where Splatoon is more of like a shooter type experience. So because those genres are so different, they attract different types of audiences, um, especially if, if it's somebody who's not necessarily necessarily like a Nintendo fan, right? like originally, you know what I mean? And they, they're more just geared towards specific genres rather mm-hmm. than franchises. Yeah, no, you're right in that. I think like for the sort of like hardcore Nintendo fan group that isn't necessarily the biggest into the more traditional third person shooting games or like, you know, one-on-one fighting games, uh, this was just sort of them drifting. And, you know, that's describes me basically. Like I don't play a lot of games like that, but when I see Nintendo's pedigree behind it, I'm like, Oh, this is going to be cool. So I jumped in on arms for a little bit and then I kind of gave up when Splatoon came around, but same here. Yeah, that was for, for me. And and that's why I'm, I'm thinking at this point, uh, in time switches were still not in, in, in great supply. Mm -hmm. And so I do think it was the super fans that went out 
went uh, above the Call of Duty to get a Switch and and played these games. That's okay. why I was thinking that was the Mario Kart Splatoon audience that also had had to use some of their their limited time on. It was a really cool like one two three punch at those. Oh yeah, yeah. Games yeah. yeah. <laughs> punch. Oh man. So from then on, there in July, just when we thought we'd never see it again. <laughs> Nintendo went ahead and launched a brand new, uh, new Nintendo 2DS XL. So that caught a lot of people off guard. I, I think a lot of people thought, okay, well, we have the Switch now, so yeah. that's that's our new dedicated handheld slash home console hybrid mm-hmm. thing. The 2DS or the 3DS is supposed to fade away into the background, but apparently Nintendo has a different plan, uh, or at the time had a different plan for the system. So I, I want to know. I'm curious. Did any of you guys pick up a 2DS XL or a new 2DS XL? No, I was. I got the Metroid. You got the Metroid yeah. one, yeah. The Metroid one. Yeah. yeah, I was completely baffled by that business decision. And I remain uh, baffled until this morning. I read that. Wait, the, no, that's the 3DS. Like, yeah, the, yeah, a, yeah you're right. The Metroid right. one's a 3DS. Yeah. Um, I read this morning that the 3DS is on track in 2017 to outsell the 3DS in 2016. So whatever the hell they did with that family of weird little systems, it worked this year. They created you know? a cheaper tier, and they. Yeah. I think they knew that the original 2DS is a pile of crap. Yeah. Like it's, it's just not a good shape and it's not attractive. But they just I don't put think, a new one out. Uh, the yeah. Zelda one. Yeah. <laughs> they but, just put the Zelda one out. Yeah. But no. yeah. Well, they have got some, they got some plastic lying around, uh, you know, at, at Foxconn. You, no, I mean, I can't, I, you can't track any of that and put any logic behind it. This no. is a system that Zelda I, one launch is a Nintendo 2DS that launched with Ocarina of Time 3D. Yeah. Yep. Only available in 2D. I know it says 3D and then it says only the, 2D. There's there's like the confused parent interviewing the GameStop employee being like, what do I, what place? And then there's the actual box itself that's confusing. Yeah. Like you're, it just says 2D, 3D, 3D, 2D. Like it's, yeah. what the hell is going on here? No, I, but I, they, obviously they have the, the switch out on stores and they say, we need to support this cheaper tier of devices. Mm-hmm. Um, retailers move old stuff off the shelves in favor of new stuff. So you yeah. got to keep that fresh, right? You got to keep new stuff coming. And I'll say like when I saw the 2DS XL, I said, that looks cool. Yeah. You know, it was a good looking machine compared to the 2DS brick. Yeah. We yeah. unboxed it. Right. I like, I like the way it the feels. The door stopper. Yeah. yeah. The door yeah. stopper. I actually got one. I bought one. Um, yeah. and it's, it's cool. Like it's a really nice, uh, DS system. And if you don't have a DS, I highly recommend, uh, or well, I don't know anymore, honestly, cause there's so many great switch games out and the switch is thriving. So, but I mean, at this, if you're interested in getting a DS, like don't, don't hesitate and yeah. you know, go with it, get, go get a 2DS XL. It's a, it's an excellent console or the new 2DS XL. Mm-hmm. I'd say, I mean, they, we talked about this before the show, right? Mm-hmm. Like Shadows of Valencia, the Fire Emblem right. game, you exactly. know, there's Metroid uh, Samus Returns. There are a couple of games that you can't play on the Switch that mm-hmm. I think are great. I like Shadows is great. I think it's an underrated, awesome Fire Emblem game. And until we get our real Fire Emblem on Switch, yeah, if you've got the cash lying around, um, it might make sense yeah, to have I mean, a little DS not, on the side. Not to mention like the the back catalog library on that system is yeah, it's phenomenal. Insane. It's like yeah, it's up there the with best. some of the best yeah. of all time. And again, lots of games that we might never see on the Switch yeah. because yep. now Nintendo can go to the well of console games, right? Why would they go back to two DS uh, to DS games and three DS games when they can go to uh, Skyward Sword or Mario Galaxy to bring them to the Switch, sure. right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, well. Just a couple days after that, we saw the launch of Splatoon 2, or actually not a couple, yeah, was it a couple days? It was. July 21st. Yes, July 21st, Splatoon 2 launched on Nintendo Switch, and I know that I 
got a copy of that. I was very much looking forward to it, but it was my first Splatoon game because I, like yeah. I said, didn't get uh, didn't the have Wii, a Wii, Wii U yet. skipper exactly. So my initial impressions, I played a ton of the test fire uh, right. for Splatoon two, yep. which was really cool. It was a lot of fun, but we didn't have voice chat in the test fire, right? So that was <laughs> a little. Some, we, would say, some would say we still don't have voice chat, right? <laughs> yeah, I guess yeah, kind of have it. We kind of have it. Yeah, it's it's in beta, Zach. Um, <laughs> there was a big complaint. It's like, oh, this is such a great team game. We really need to be able to talk talk to each other. Exactly. Yeah. Right. That was one of the, one of the still is one of the major issues with that game. But, um, Splatoon two in, in general has been very, very well supported since launch by Nintendo. We've seen like a bunch of content updates, uh, given to that game most recently with the big two, uh, two piece update that just came out and mm -hmm. clan blitz just came out, I guess, I guess a couple weeks ago at this mm -hmm. point. Yeah. So, do you, yeah. Do you have friends who play that game? Like, did you play it with friends or were you more kind of like a loner jumping into online matches? More so loner. I yeah. spent a lot of my time playing Salmon Run, which was like yeah. my absolute favorite yes. game mode. I did too. Game. And like a lot of people here jumped into Salmon Run and played it. So, right. That that, that was a, a nice, because you could easily sync up with friends. That's a great mode. Yeah. Addition. The single player was really improved. That's what I was just going to say. Like, yeah. we, we really talk smart. so much about like the additions so and, and the, uh, Really? Yeah. Like I feel like we every time we talk about Splatoon two on this show we talk about the 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 multiplayer matches. This is awesome because it's obviously a much more expansive suite of content there. Right. Um, I loved the single player. I thought it gave off such great like Super Mario Sunshine vibes. I, I loved the platforming. I thought it got genuinely challenging towards did, the yeah, end. For sure. And I think it's something that that people sort of overlooked with that release. And I encourage you, like if you haven't messed with the single player or you haven't played Splatoon 2, uh, such an awesome way to ingratiate yourself with yeah. the controls and like get a feel for what that game is and then carry those skills over to the multiplayer. Mm -hmm. So I, I, yeah, I love the boss fights. I think they're goofy. Like I, The boss fights are amazing. Yeah. Join Octo Samurai here if you're watching the video version. And such a fun fight. They're just they're funny because of like what happens to the box, uh, the bosses, like how they flip over or contort. It's just they're really humorous and and fun. And to play. To but me, easy. Yeah. To me, like this is such Splatoon is such quintessential Nintendo uh, to me. I think that that this is such a perfect example of the evolution of their their style. Yep. the evolution yep. of their their philosophy like this is a game that's only about having fun and looking fun and being funny what's going on there i don't know what's going on <laughs> uh, but i think it's it's i put it on my top 10 games uh of the year list and uh i i can't imagine if you're a switch owner and you haven't experienced it because it's it's easily one of the best games i think people system. who are not that much into into multiplayer games with strangers may have stayed away because but that's we the best part so you don't have to talk to those guys yeah you know but it is a i i, I want to stress it is not as daunting as a game like call of duty where yeah. like you run out and the you're dead. You're like, mm -hmm. what? hold on a second. I want to know the controls. Splatoon is set up in a way that you can kick ass with a roller, for example, right. without getting constantly killed because you can hang back and play support. Right? So yeah, yeah. I, I initially, uh, well, I played a lot of it and then I sort of dropped off. I, I think when we, the episode we had Lily on a couple weeks ago, I was talking about having not played in a while. Um, and I've since jumped back in to take a look at what that looks like. And I, I haven't been back for a Splatfest, but just dropping in on multiplayer, it's kind of like when you hang out with an old friend that you haven't seen in a while and you guys just don't skip a beat because mm -hmm. like it felt totally intuitive to me. I picked it right back up. Yep. I'm still bad at it. I'm just bad at video games in general, but I had a lot of fun with it. And I think that that's kind of the nice thing is like, this is a game that we can drop back in on for the next two years Yeah, and there'll be something new there. It's worth know? playing just for Salmon Run. I think yeah. it's uh, if you have, if you have a friend with a switch and neither one of you have 
taking a jump into Splatoon. Just get it for Salmon Run. You'll spend hours playing yeah. that mode. It's just so much fun playing together. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it makes me want to see more co-op come to yeah. Splatoon. Yes. More co-op modes. modes. Yeah, yeah. Board yeah. modes, yeah. something like that. Um, but from then on there, we received another pretty surprise hit, I would say. Now, this game leaked, uh, or information about it leaked earlier uh, in the year, but when Mario plus Rabbids Kingdom Battle released on August 29th, I would have to say at least the Nintendo world stood still. Yeah. Uh, because it was an amazing game. It was very good. I, I liked it. I liked it a lot. Probably a lot more than most people in this office do, just because I am a huge um, fan of those types of games, like like strategy games and stuff. But um, yeah, I don't know. I was so surprised that Ubisoft was able to take the Rabbids franchise and mix it so well with something like Mario. I thought that that wasn't going to be a good mix at all, but it actually did work out quite well. I mean, everything from the the design of the worlds to the characters to the, and I mean like the rabid characters, you right. know, like mm -hmm. the enemies and the bosses and stuff like that, uh, to the music in the game. The music itself is like, it's almost like on a, I don't know, Disney level of music. Oh, it's fantastic. Yeah, it's yeah, absolutely. It's all very it's all rare. rare. Grant Kirkhope, yeah, yeah, who, yeah. Worked, who worked for Rare for years and did the music for Banjo-Kazooie and a bunch of other yeah. for Did ukulele as well this ukulele, year? Yeah. Yeah, I was, I was very surprised when I, when I first saw that game. I think I had the same reaction. I was like, ah, that's a weird crossover. And then you start playing, you're like, this is, you could tell this was somebody's dream to yeah. make a Mario game. And like, if that meant utilizing the rabbits characters, which have fairly, have, have fallen out of favor a bit, right? A bit with, with audiences. Like the first rabbits standalone game was really fun. And then afterwards they kind of became a little bit more of an eye roll and they weren't as good anymore. But mm -hmm. you start playing this game, you're like, oh my God, somebody really loves this world yeah. and has created a very unique experience that is more akin to an XCOM than a Mario game, but did it with such a sense, such of a sense of humor and such great respect for Mario. Like you can't help but love it. I it's think kind it's of so amazing good. how it all gelled. And I think we all had to kind of eat crow on this one. Cause when we first heard about it, we were like, you know, as I will justifiably, we our gut reaction was gross. Why would <laughs> why would Mario be with rabbits? One of them's taking a selfie. Like this is just this feels so cheap. It feels tried like a, too hard, right? So it it felt like, like something from the what, from the Wii era, right? Yeah, yeah. Like, it's yeah. like third parties slapped together. Just like we're like, well, this is not the support we want. And then we sat down and we played it. We saw how incredibly polished it was. We saw how magical this Pretty, world was. Sounds great. Yeah, I, I think that I. I think that there, there's a couple things that I want to say about this. And I, I think that one of the reasons that we had that sort of initial reaction is that the idea of a Mario crossover is not a thing that a Nintendo fan is used to seeing. Mm -mm. Like we don't want rabbits in our Mario games. Like that's not something that happens mm -hmm. because Nintendo up until this last year has, has held Mario and all their franchises in like an iron grip, right? Mm -hmm. Like they don't want anybody else coming in here and messing around. And I think it's a testament to the art direction, like Philip mentioned, the way that the worlds are blended together is so smart and doesn't feel like it doesn't feel abnormal. Like it doesn't feel weird to look at this and be like, oh yeah, that's that's the Mushroom Kingdom, but it's also the Rabbit's Kingdom. Right. It and just, I think it, that it comes together, you know? Yeah. And I think that that Ubisoft and Nintendo made a very smart play at E3 um, because it leaked before E3 and everyone had that reaction. Like everyone was like, no, thank you. Mm -hmm. um, and I wonder if this wasn't completely like improvised, but bringing Miyamoto out on stage at E3 to introduce this game with Eves, like they brought out the two biggest guns that you could possibly bring out, yeah. literally holding two big guns. Mm -hmm. yeah. And so like, it was very, very smart of them to be like, Hey, look, 
this guy that you all know and love is in full support of this game. So take those fears, take those like, uh, either standoffishness and throw it out the window because yeah. the guy who created this franchise is on board with it. And you right, should be too. Right. And it's all like the vision of Davide Soliani, who is like the top guy on this game. who has been wanting to make it for years. Um, hearing his story is fascinating. It's really endearing. And you can tell this guy's an old school, hardcore Nintendo fan, like everyone in this room and everyone listening to the show. And he had this weird idea and, where do you bring weird ideas? Nintendo. Yeah. You know, like for, for all of us to sort of be like from the company that brought you arms. Yeah. yeah. Comes, here's another weird idea. Right. So it's like, but this, this could have failed. This should have failed, but it's, it's sword instead. But it's so weird. Like if you look at the gameplay, like the fact that they didn't say, Oh, this needs to be a Metroid game because it makes sense. You're shooting things. Yeah. Right? Like yeah. The, the fact that they went to Mario and somehow convinced Nintendo that guns, not fire flowers and shooting a fireball, but guns would be in the hundreds game. of guns. It's like such an improbable concept and they pulled it off so well. Well, and, and I love if it, you're sleeping on this. You got to buy it. Yeah. And Miyamoto played like a sort of like cruel art teacher on this one where he was like sort of tied their hands behind their back. And he was like, if you're going to make a game about Mario, he can't jump. Cause that's what he does in my, so they were like, <laughs> all right, well, what if he shoots and followed a Roomba everywhere, yeah. you know, and it just worked. It just somehow yeah. worked. Uh, Ubisoft really just nailed the details in this game. Like everything yeah. from the environments, the level design, all the way to the actual names of the guns themselves. Like the weapons are hilariously named, uh, even more so than some of the guns in like Destiny, I would say, which have some excellent names. Um, but just like, I, I don't know, I really feel like they went completely all out in every possible opportunity that they had since they had the actual like Mario franchise yeah. to work with. So, so it really good. shows through. Please, uh, please make a new Mario RPG together. Yeah. No yeah. kidding. That'd be so amazing. Like yeah, it does. Uh, if you guys haven't watched, uh, Brian's episode of expert mode with Davide Soliani, the, his interview about this game, check it out. It is Thank like you. one of my favorite pieces that IGN created this year. Yeah, and same. it's a, it's a very like touching heartwarming interview. And Davide is, does not pull any punches in how much developing this game meant to him. That was so. the interview. He mentioned that Mr. Miyamoto saw the animation for Mario and said, who gave you the animation files? Yeah. yeah. And Soliani said, oh no, oh, we, when we did that ourselves. That. We, yeah. we just made yeah, that from it's, scratch. It's really so awesome. Good. Thanks. Very Zach. Cool. Yeah. yeah, for sure. Now, although we did not get a Metroid game on switch this year, we did get a Metroid game on the DS and that one is called Sam's, Samus Returns. Sam's. I love that game. I really, really enjoyed it. I had a blast playing it and I, I, I've always liked Metroid. I've always been a bigger fan of the 2D Metroids, mm -hmm. more so than yeah. like the Prime series. How like, dare that's you actually yeah, I love Metroid Prime. I know, <laughs> I know, I love Metroid Prime too, but like I grew up on Super Metroid and like uh -huh. that's really how I learned how to play video games, like hard. So good, all games. of them. Now I'm, I'm yeah. them. right there with you. Really? I, I love the Prime games, but God, like a Zero Mission, um, Super Metroid, those are some of my favorite games of those all time. Those are great. Oh, yeah. Yep. So if you skipped it and you like Metroid, I highly recommend you pick up Samus Returns. That was a surprise. Excellent. Yeah, that was a surprise. I mean, like we had always talked about Reggie's little Samus pins, and you know we kind of you've been trolling. We we've been if you if you watched the show back then, we've been asking for a Metroid game basically every episode. Yep. Um, invoked the the great name of a great franchise, um, and it was just awesome to see two games announced and then one game released this year. 
all of our reactions, I think, were I wish that it had it had come to Switch. Yes. Even at the same time, just yeah. so that we have this brand new console that we're excited about, we can play it on that one. Yeah. Um, well, but it was it was still cool to have it. We talked earlier about like the sort of arm splatoon thing and my theory about how Nintendo's sort of competing with themselves sometimes. That's how I felt with this. You know, like when I was going on a trip, which I traveled like crazy this year, the idea of throwing a Switch and a 3DS in my backpack mm-hmm. at the same time and then sure. and then grabbing one and playing the other and you know like I was playing Mario and Rabbids at the time right and then Samus Returns came out two weeks later and then SteamWorld Dig a few days after that like these games were all sort of directly competing with each other for me Dig def- definitely took my time away from Metroid yes. yes to the point where it took me forever to finish uh, I will Metroid. argue I, it is the better Metroid I agree <laughs> yeah I, I'm on Brian's side like I really enjoyed Samus Returns but when SteamWorld Dig 2 dropped and I got a quarter of the way into that game, I felt no guilt about shelving Samus Returns for a while to finish SteamWorld right. Dig. And then I went back and finished Samus Returns, mm-hmm. which there was plenty left of that yeah. game. So yeah. You said that at the time. Uh, I was like, sacrilege, you know, yeah, because I know. Metroid is Metroid. And this game really did a nice job, like, you know, making, cre- creating the atmosphere of a Metroid game and the, the looks and the sound and everything. Uh, but yeah, in, in hindsight, SteamWorld is just... Uh, it was just such a clever little game, and it was on the Switch, uh, you, you know, and that that was the machine that was always in my I, back. Yeah, I, like, I'm part of me is like, that's that's the reason one's better than the other, and the other part of me is like, no, I think I just like the way SteamWorld Dig unfolds better. Like, I mm-hmm. think it just flows yep. better. I think we all unanimously here agree that SteamWorld Dig is like the best indie game on Switch. Oh, right yeah. Right yeah, yeah, hands down. It, it's, yeah. it's cool because I think that Samus Returns will come to Switch someday. I'm almost sure of it. And when it does, I will give it another chance, yep. you know, and I I will, I will probably give it the love it deserves, but for now, you know, it's, I'm, it's your second favorite Metroidvania second of the year. Second favorite Metroidvania game that launched that week. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, well, a game that came out in October was a little bit of a, a lower profile game, I would say, for uh, the Western audiences, and that game was Fire Emblem Warriors. That came out in October, October 20th. Now, it's based off of like the Musou uh, style games, mm-hmm. I guess, Dynasty Warrior yep. games, um, if you don't speak Japanese. Um, but um, yeah, it's... It, it's a game. It's a series that I I didn't tap into Fire Emblem too much on my own time. Um, that those mechanics and just that whole lore behind the series. I think I just am jumped on that train a little too late. Um, right. But I'd love, yeah, but I did jump on the Fire Emblem Warriors train and I enjoyed my time with it. I'm not too big of a fan of Musou games in general, but I like the way that they implemented Fire Emblem's like strategic mechanics into that game itself. So you could do things like plot out missions ahead of time before missions started. You can send different warriors to different uh, camps and try and get like, you know, double attacks going or attacking two different places at once, which is really cool. And not to mention the combat itself felt pretty fresh as well for a Musou game like because generally they're very hack and slashy but there were actual combos in this game that you could pull off and get pretty intense so you're you're seeing right now on screen like a character with a bow right and there are different characters with different weapons than and they all feel and play very differently which is very unique and it keeps the game feeling fresh yeah, yeah. I, I tried to give this one some love uh, it's hard for me because I'm not really big in the Musou games and I never really connected with Fire Emblem so it sort of felt like it's like two two things running against you yeah yeah, it's it, it's like dubstep country music. I'm like, I'm good. Um, but for for like talking to Pear about it was really interesting because like you're not really crazy about the Musou games, but you love Fire Emblem and you found a lot that you did like in this game. And I mean, to be honest, like my favorite franchise is Zelda. 
Yeah. Right. And then I absolutely love Fire Emblem. It's very close, you know, with Metroid and Mario up there. Uh, and uh, I couldn't get into Hyrule Warriors. Like I, I just there was just something about the setup of the, of the game that bothered oh, me. I kept you know trying. what? It, you know what it is about what? that game? It's a bad game. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, there we why. go. But I, but I felt like oh. this one. They really they they looked at um they they looked at Fire Emblem and they said they asked all the right questions and had the right answers for what makes those games special. And they implemented the characters in a smart way with a weapons triangle with the different powers. I mean, you saw Takumi as the 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 uh, bow guy, right. right? Like you you would use them against certain enemies like you see a pegasus you bring the bow guy right and when you have a pegasus knight you don't go and and face the archers and like just that 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 changed just like in real life i was just gonna say that's what i'm always saying yeah when you're on muni (laughs) never take a pegasus Um, against a bow knight (laughs) and then instead of having the map just as an indicator as to where stuff's going down it became a strategic element in this game where you can direct your your troops to go in certain ways i I actually think this was the game that i didn't ask for Mm -hmm. where said oh there are plenty of switch games like Mario is almost out. I got Steam all dig. Don't worry about it. And then they released it. I'm like, oh, this is cool. See, yeah, it was I, funny. I, re- I, I really I, dig I, it. After that game released, uh, I, I played a little bit of it. It's kind of the same deal. Like I had a really hard time getting into it, but I really liked l- a couple times I would walk past your desk during the day and you were taking a break and I just saw you were just hammering on fire yeah. Emblem Warriors. And I was like, that's cool that he's really digging it so much. Yeah. So, uh, the um, I like it better than ARMS, for example. Like that sure. game, yeah. despite yeah. it not having that, that Nintendo developer pop, polish right it I, I like it better in the end. Mm-hmm. I mean there's there's a million too many to list but by October of this year on switch there was this like tremendous undercurrent of indie games yeah that I was playing constantly so that almost to the point where like oh yeah all the time tell us more about yeah, that no, Brian I, if you've heard you've heard me <laughs> rambling all year about weird ass indie games there are more than 260 games on the e- eShop and yeah. I think Brian has played 245 I played a lot of them I, I yeah, yeah you know I think this is like and it's really cool because it's like I, I it's given us a chance to talk about a lot of stuff that I think kind of flies under the radar but um so by this time i was perfectly okay with skipping this game yeah and, and playing something like slime song i could totally Again. understand that like, but it's like it, it's it's another game where in the end i think it turned out much much better than expected it was like mario and rabbits where you start playing it you're like this is oh, good great. yeah yeah like wh- why is this good that right. was easily <laughs> the the number one first party switch game that launched that week though right yep wasn't it Yep. Wasn't it? Nope. Nope. I don't think so. No, no. What did no, we no, get? No. As I said, it wasn't. Seven days later, literally <laughs> one of the biggest, if so not mean. the biggest, no, one of the biggest Switch games came out, and that's Super Mario Odyssey. Wahoo. Yes. Wahoo. Indeed. And, uh, you know, I, I'm just going to let you guys go ahead and talk about this one because you- Man. Good Lord, yes. what a game. Yes. This was a, fin- the way, again, this took over not just our office, this took over, this was the zeitgeist of the video game, like, sort of- in, in Internet everywhere, people right. everywhere. We're talking about how special this game was. This game was in his pure, just unadulterated fun, magic, joy it is creative. It is nonsensical. It is polished, beautiful, wonderful. Like everything about it was it exceeded everything I expected from it. Um, except for the multiplayer, which was kind of a bummer, but everything else was just the sense of discovery, the way people were playing it, the way people were going after different moons, the way people were speed running it. Um, 
just a fantastic game, one of the best games of the year. Uh, very, very difficult decision for me to choose my, this between Zelda. My, I mean, I, I had multiple trepidations when going to this game. One was we, we had seen so many levels already. I was saying, please let there still be mystery left, in, mm-hmm. right? And there's so much that and we there, know. And there yeah. still is plenty, right? There's some some awesome levels. We're not going to talk about those later in the game that are just truly magical. Um, but uh, the other trepidation was, will there be enough to do? Because you looked at Breath of the Wild and you said, Breath of the Wild is just you could play for 150 hours and still find new Korok seeds or whatever. And um, then you start playing this game and you get to this point where you had like the little metal boxes explode and more moons are everywhere in the world. And it's just insane how many challenges, how many like little things to interact with Nintendo put into this game. It's just this never-ending quest of joy and fun and awesome moments, and it sounds good, Mm -hmm. looks beautiful, and it controls incredibly well. Yeah, I think it's almost rote to compare... Uh, t- to say that that Mario took some lessons from Zelda this year uh, in terms of the way that the world works, and but it, it's true. Like the way that Zelda encouraged you to explore and yeah. try different things and uh, r- run off into the distance and push the limits of that game, Mario Odyssey does the same thing, yep. and it rewards you for it. Um, I, I think that that there's this constant. Um, sense of discovery in both of those games and they both do it very differently, but it's, it works the same. It tickles that same part of your brain. That's like, you just have a big grin on your face the whole time that you're playing. And I think one of the things that, that this game in particular had going for it is it's sort of the return to this, um, very accessible sort of open exploration that people came to know and love in Mario 64. And so I, I knew a lot of people outside of the game space that were, stoked to play this game because they're like, oh, it feels just like Mario 64. Yeah. And we've had awesome Mario games since then, you know, like Galaxy 1 and 2 are amazing. 3D World, 3D Land are incredible. Uh, this is the game that people saw and were like, ooh, yep. Mario's back yeah. and I'm excited and to it's play a, that. It has, right. There's so many moments that are homages to Mario yep. 64 oh, oh, yeah, acknowledges obviously. its yeah. pedigree. There's, there's, there's homages to almost every Mario game in it, yep. which I really love. And I think what's, what's awesome about this game is like every great Nintendo game, the accessibility of it scales to casual to mastery and seeing people pull off the, you know, triple jump into a dive, into a hat jump, into a long jump. Like watching people do like the Koopa run moons where they're just like, Dude, like you're, you're like, how did you do that? Like they're, they scale the top of this gigantic level, yeah. grab a moon. And it's like half a second. There's like four Koopas at the bottom. Like what's wrong with him? Is he it's, on steroids? It definitely the, the line is a little flat in the beginning, right? Yeah. It feels very easy in the beginning. And then there, there are the limitations with the motion controls where I was like, you know, I wish they hadn't so heavily relied yeah. on that. Yeah. But then you can't keep going and you discover some of the little side missions and some of like, just to get the second moon on the runs. It's just so yeah. much fun and it's challenging. So, yeah. Completing awesome. that game is effectively just the first third of it. Yeah. I mean, yeah. The, the game completely opens up in the end game, post credit stuff. Uh, it gets infinitely more difficult. It becomes more challenging. I, just insane. It's just completely insane. Brian yeah. and I were a little, uh, a little concerned because we, we got, we started playing this game just before launch for Link Together and the we rocketed through the first like three yeah. or four worlds and it was one of those things where it was like, you turn a corner, you find a moon. You jump up a pipe, you find a moon. You go over here, you find a moon. It was just like, Oh, this is crazy that this is everybody, everybody gets a moon. Uh, (laughs) We were like, this is crazy how easy it is to find these things and get to the next level. So like, what does that mean for us? But the, the idea that I've sunk as much time into it as I have, uh, probably well over 30 hours at this point. And I'm, I've still only got 600 moons. I'll come back to this game for 
two years before I find all 900, mm -hmm. you know, yep. like I, easily. Yeah, that's one of my favorite things about this game in general is just that it's one of those games like Breath of the Wild where you can just turn it on, pick it up and just start playing. Like you don't yeah. have to really remember what you were doing last to have a good time yeah. because like there are so many different things. You can go collect moons, you could go do Koopa races, you could just mess around with the physics in the world. There's just a lot to do and a lot of fun to be had. So definitely, definitely probably one of the best Switch games to come out this year, or definitely the best Switch game to come definitely out this probably. year. Definitely probably. Definitely probably, guys. Get used yeah. to it. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, so after Mario came out, we've got two big third-party releases for the month of November, and they were pretty much back-to-back, -back, both from Bethesda. Um, Doom for the first week, that came out on November 10th, and then Skyrim on November 17th. Now, I'm very excited about, or I was very excited and still am very excited about these two titles, because it shows that the Switch is an incredibly powerful third-party de device. I mean, third parties should be developing games for this thing. Now, yes, Skyrim is a little bit of an older game, but Doom is not an old game at all. That's a relatively new game, and the Switch is capable of running it. So yep. I was very, very, very excited to I see. I hope they sell. Yeah. That. I hope they sell. I mean, if you haven't played Doom, you should buy it. Mm -hmm. I, if you have an Xbox One or a PS4, that's the better version to get. There's no question about it. Just visually, right. it's better. But it's pretty amazing to see this game running on on the on the Switch, even in 30. And then Skyrim looks as good as you know some of the uh, obviously looks as good as the original on 360. And yeah, it's PC, somewhere in between. I feel yeah. like it's somewhere in between the original and, and the HD version. Yeah, yeah, yeah and it's a, a step up. So if the last time you played it was last generation, I, th I think it's also worth playing. It just it's crazy to me, and I know that this novelty will eventually wear off. But the idea of mm. having Skyrim Skyrim on a portable is insane to me. Yeah. And I remember mm -hmm. in that first, that first reveal back in October of last year, um, when the, one of the shots was a guy on a plane playing Skyrim and all of us were like bogus. Like there's no way that that runs on the system yeah. because then it came out, like we contacted Bethesda and they're like, well, that's an approximation of what it'll be. Right. Yeah. They wouldn't now, tell us which version of it what? was. And it yeah. works. Yeah. <laughs> you can play Skyrim anywhere you want in the right. world. It's crazy. And it's a monster of a game. The yeah. triumph of this too is that Bethesda historically did not support Nintendo systems and haven't in a very long time, you know, almost if ever, because it's just not something they've been like, they were actively sort of denouncing the Wii U. They spoke out against yep. like making anything for that system um, and sort of oh. justifiably like they didn't really have Dead. a good story to tell there but the fact that you can take Skyrim anywhere I've already had like incredible experiences with it I it's just I, again, I didn't think that I would enjoy playing this game again. I thought I had seen everything I needed to see. I thought I was done with it putting it on a portable changes that conversation yep. you know it's so blurry. He's he's real drunk in the beginning. Oh, Barrett's of this game. Barrett's planet. So oh, yeah, I see. That's yeah, he got why. hit on the head by a dragonstone. Yeah. yeah, we also had um, L.A. Noir that same, <laughs> that yeah. same week. Right? Oh, that's right. Yes, L.A. Noir <laughs> came out as well, and that was from Rockstar, and equally visually impressive. And that was kind of that also was re-released on yeah. PS4 and Xbox One as well, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, but I mean, so. I would ar even argue that the the Switch is the definitive version of that yeah, remaster exactly. because it has functionality that's designed specifically for the Switch. Right. Yeah. So these are all three are really good games I think to pick up if you haven't played them to play over the Christmas break if Absolutely. you're done with Zelda and Zelda's DLC and you're done with Mario Odyssey take take a look at some of the big third party games <laughs> definitely yeah. want to support them 
600 more hours of game for you. <laughs> that's, that's the thing. Like yeah. these games are so freaking huge. Yeah. Uh, speaking of <laughs> games that are freaking huge, let's look at, take a look at the next one. On oh the God. Here. Pokemon ultra sun and well, moon. I don't think that's, the that's one not where I was going, no, but yeah, that's, that's not where you were going. No. no. Well, it we, did we come did, out. It yeah. did come out on 3ds. And I do want to ask you guys, do you think that this will be the last Pokemon released on 3ds? Yes. <sighs> yeah. Considering considering know. that Pokemon Company is developing a game for Switch, I feel like that's where this is. You think where so? that franchise? But do you think moving. that that game on Switch will come out next year, or do you think we'll just 2018 won't see a Pokemon game? Ah, hmm. uh, no, yeah. they'll have one. They'll have one. Yeah. Pokemon yeah, Company needs a big hit. Again. It seems crazy to leave that money on the table. It's also yeah. like the 3DS's audience is gigantic. Right. Like we've all moved yeah. on, you know. But it's it's you you can't forget about that. There are right. tens of millions of 3DSs it, out there. I, maybe another re-release or a special edition of something. I, I think they'll keep on going on the 3DS, but the new mainline game, I think, will be on Switch. So, yeah, yeah right? they've been yeah. doing... They they put uh, red, blue, and, and yellow on 3DS yep. uh, in the eShop, and then they put the second-gen Pokemon games, too, yep. uh, gold and silver. So, I, I mean, I, it wouldn't surprise me at all to see, like, uh, black and white. On, well, black and white is on 3DS. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, th- like, they could essentially just like keep porting the the older versions to the newer hardware. Yeah, or do a special edition with new visuals. Sure. Of uh, of one of the classics for sure, but and I think the big game he was talking about yes. was uh, starts with an X. Yes, or Z oh. if you're weird. <laughs> um, yeah. Sorry, I had to say that. Uh, Xenoblade Chronicles Two. Oh, the last big Switch game to be released of this year that came out on December first. I played a ton of it. I got a chance to play it a little bit earlier. Uh, still, am working on it. Have not finished it. Will hopefully finish it before the end of the year. But I know. Zach was playing it a little bit. Are you gonna? Are you still planning on finishing it by, by, by the end of the year? I don't think I'll finish it by the end of the year. No, but it's definitely a game that, like, to me, Xenoblade is a game that I'll play like The Witcher. Mm-hmm. Uh, like, I loved The Witcher, and I went but back to it. Yeah, I went back to it periodically, off and on, for uh, the better part of a year before I finished it. You know, nice. and I feel like that's something that I'll do with Xenoblade. Like, I'm I'm about five hours in. I'll pick it up after I finish the Zelda. I'll go back to it after I finish the Zelda DLC. Mm-hmm. Um, it's something that I'll, I'll stick with because I do I do like it a lot. It's just I know that it's an eighty plus hour game. Yeah. So yeah. yeah. That's that that's my issue is like they're just not enough hours in the week for all the eighty hour games that I have across right. all I, the different yeah. platforms. But I love I I I think they did such a nice job with this world. I yeah. just really love seeing the creatures and, you know, like th- it's one of those games that keeps introducing game systems, yeah. you know, over. I mean time. the battle system itself is just insane. Yeah. It's so much fun to play. And, and again, it's like, it's one of those games where I'm like, I didn't ask for this. Like, I, I wanted a game like this when I had more time, when there was a gap in the lineup. But I sure appreciate that Nintendo just has this cadence of releasing games, like a big new game every every month. Mm-hmm. And in some cases, you know, with Fire Emblem and Mario 2. Yeah. You know, two Nintendo franchise titles. Let's hope they keep it up through the new year. I agree. Yeah, what's the uh, what's the big January game, right? Yeah, we'll see. Metro Prime Four, <laughs> January, <laughs> low key secret announcement. Sneaking well, it on the as, uh-huh. as we finish up the year, um, Nintendo actually recently announced that they sold sold through not not just ship but sold through 
over 10 million switches insane. in the last nine months, which yeah. is incredible. That's so, really nice. Yeah. Yeah. Very it's, well done, Nintendo. It's on a, I mean, it's probably, it's going to be a pretty popular Christmas item too, yeah. I imagine. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. It did well during the, um, you know, Black Friday, uh, the, that whole week. It sold really well. It's in stock now. As I go into retailers, I see them now. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think the, 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 you know, the scarcity is gone, which could be pretty damn good for Nintendo. I think they'll, yeah. by you know early next year, they'll probably surpass the entire run of Wii U system sales. They also announced they sold through 1,000 Joy-Cons to Per Schneider, which is- That is not correct. The world, world Guinness Book World Record. They are, they are a lot of uh, Joy-Cons at the Schneider household. You have yeah. like, what, 40 now? No. I have every color. Each one counts as two, so you have what twenty five, twenty six. Yeah, that's true. I don't know why I went with it. Uh, like, we, we have number. a weird dude. Remember, we own four switches because of the three kids, mm-hmm. and so and there are a lot buy of every Joy-Con. There are a lot of Joy Cons. No, but we well, trade owns, them. He, like, owns, he owns every color Joy Con mm-hmm. for all four switches. No, so no. that's a lot. So that's math. over a hundred. Twenty Joy-Con. times four. Yeah, that's not true. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, and then the Joy Con colors they don't have, we had to uh, manufacture and make ourselves. Like yeah. the purple ones were rock in here. That's right. uh, I imagine they did pretty well on selling Joy-Con and Pro Controllers. I have the Xenoblade Pro Controller. It's a cool. You controller. guys have that one, yeah? No, I have mm-hmm. the I have the yeah. basic, like the standard Pro Controller mm-hmm. that yeah. I I really. Did love. you notice any improvements on the D-pad with the Xenoblade? Controller? No, because I didn't use the D-pad for Xenoblade. <laughs> <laughs> True. Okay. Well, okay. you know. Well, as we finish things up here, because we are quickly, quickly running out of time, um, I just want to kind of get an idea for what are your biggest hopes and biggest wishes uh, from Nintendo in 2018? Like, what do you guys want to see out of Nintendo? And I'd love to know what uh, your hopes and wishes are from Nintendo out of 2018. So definitely leave us a comment and let us know what you guys think as well. Me personally, um, I want to see them flesh out the online service. I want to see improved voice chat. I want to see messaging. I really hope that Nintendo understands the importance of a good online service in 2000, in, in 2018 in in modern gaming. Um, And I think they do. I think they see it now. And I think it's going to come uh, eventually or this this coming year in 2018, hopefully sooner than later. Um, But I want to know what you guys think. What what would you like to see as well? Big one for me. Here comes a new challenger. Super Smash Brothers. Gotta be the flagship title for next year. I could see them do like a simple re-release of past games or collection, but how cool would it be if Nintendo's E3 focus was Smash Brothers and they're saying, hey, the game will be out by the end of the year because looking back at the age of Wii U and what we've already gotten with the Switch, we now, we've never had Splatoon characters in Smash mm-hmm. Bros. We've never had ARMS characters in Smash Brothers. There are new Fire Emblem characters. There are new Mario characters introduced. Cappy. In, yeah, like just the concept of Cappy in that game. In and Smash, maybe yeah. taking over another co- uh, character temporarily and like jumping off the platform with them. Like, or, yeah, there would oh, be so many really awesome good. moments cool. in this game. Yeah. Um, Nintendo spent most of this year fo- focusing on like their big guns. They had Mario, they had Zelda, they had Mario Kart. Um, now I want them to dig into like the weird parts of their portfolio. Uh-huh. Mm. I want I want WarioWare. I want Animal Crossing. I want Pikmin. Um, those are like. Do you want F Zero? I'm, I'm okay. 
<laughs> How about if they re-release Star Fox? I'm okay. I'm Star Fox ever again. Really. I would be really happy to see Sorry. Star Fox. No, I'm Star Fox is fine. I think, I think we're to be, to be totally frank, we're, we are chasing ghosts with that franchise. It's, it's, it will never be the N64 game again. And we keep pretending it will be. Sorry. I love you guys. Good luck. Yeah, what if it was <laughs> open luck. world? You could fly anywhere in the world and land anywhere and explore. Now that it was now using the Zelda like Breath, like Breath of the Wild yeah. engine. Yeah. yeah. I mean, okay. So cool. I'm in. So, yeah. okay. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm open to a Star Fox that sort of like re reinvents the story there. And yeah, again, um, more online stuff, more weird indies, and I want to see more virtual console stuff. We're getting Super Mario Verse in a week. Do you guys know what that is? Yeah, it's no one the knows what arcade that is. game. Yeah, right? it's, yeah. It's, it's like a Japanese arcade game yeah. remix of the original Super Mario Brothers. Uh, it's part of the Neo Geo or ACA series, basically. Uh, it'll be eight bucks. It's out in a week. It's the first. 2D Mario game yeah. on the system, which is weird because people are going to go on sure. that eShop and be like, hey, cool Mario. And they'll be like, why can he uh, walk underwater? This is weird. Um, so yeah, I like that game a lot. I want to see more yeah. stuff like that, more virtual console. And yeah, nice. lots of games. Cool. Uh, Arms yeah. too. No, I, <laughs> Brian, Brian hit it for me too. I, I just want to know what's going on with the virtual console. Yeah. yeah. Like I, <laughs> as a lifelong Nintendo fan and the amount that I am enjoying my time with the Switch, I want to play Wind Waker on this. Mm -hmm. I want to play Mario 64 on this. I want to play Super Metroid on this. Like I like I've I'm one of those repeat offenders that has bought Nintendo games multiple times yep. because they're available via virtual console and the idea of putting them all on this machine and taking them with me all in one package like is very intriguing to me. So like I want to see what's up with virtual so console. Give me whenever, Metroid Prime on this bad boy. See whenever I think virtual console I think older like Super NES, maybe up to N64. Right. Like if, I kind of feel like they look at GameCube and Wii U and think ding 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 full re-release of right. like Mario Sunshine. Sure, but I mean, Galaxy. if they're if they're putting Twilight Princess and what was the other game on the Samsung tablets? Uh, what was the other one? Uh, we just talked uh, about it last week. Oh, on the uh, yeah, yeah, not the uh, the Nvidia Punch yeah. Out the Shield. Yeah, the Shield. It was Punch Out. It was Punch and Out. It was, and it was Punch Out. Um, oh, was right. it Galaxy? Long, maybe it was. Uh, I don't remember. Long story short. Yeah. Sorry, we were Sunshine. Forget. We all, anyway. We if they're talking about putting GameCube, like all yeah. the way up to, to GameCube, I don't necessarily like, I'll, I'll pay f full retail for Super Mario Odyssey Sunshine. or Super Mario Sunshine. Uh, yeah. Damn it. Galaxy. Jeez. <laughs> um, yeah. I had like a weird aphasia just then. Um, what if you just kept saying the wrong but, name? Yeah, right. <laughs> so Super Mario collapsed. World, uh, my nose <laughs> starts bleeding. Uh, <laughs> but if they want to take, if they want to take backwards compatibility, if they want to put like all the way up through GameCube on virtual console, like if we can play Nintendo 64 and GameCube games on the Switch, like I'm, I'm all up for that. I'm all I agree. Android Prime. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, Philip, can I do a real quick plug? Absolutely. Okay. Uh, our friends over at Ubisoft are very conscious of what's been going on in California, which have been fires. Uh, the NorCal fires specifically have caused a lot of damage and they put together a quick fundraiser called NorCal Strong. They are selling these shirts and they are donating 100% of the proceeds to victims of the fire. So head on over to unite.assassinscreed.com, get a shirt or a hoodie and help a good cause. And the t-shirt, if you're just listening to the show, it's it looks like the Assassin's Creed logo around the Golden Gate Bridge. Yeah, right. it's and really it cool. It says Norcal Strong. I'm really into cool. it. That's awesome. Yeah. Very, very cool. All right. Well, that's all the scoops we have for you today. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah. <laughs> oh. Sorry. No, no. Beyond. Yeah. And beyond to you all. And uh, Keep it yeah. unlocked. Yeah. And keep it <laughs> unlocked. No. Just kidding. Um, I did want to say uh, this year has been an incredible year for all of us, for a lot of us out there. Um, we got a new Nintendo 
console in the world. We got a new Nintendo editor at IGN. Um, <laughs> lots of new Nintendo stuff happening. We got a new Nintendo Zelda game, <laughs> new Nintendo new Mario Zelda game, game yeah. a new Fire Emblem Warriors. Exactly. Yes. So many. But new let us not new forget Metroid. new Nintendo editor at IGN. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 no. But um, yeah, I just I, paint's still wet. <laughs> still drying out there. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, thank you, thank you all very much for for having me uh, this you know of the course. End of this year and. Very much uh, excited uh, for the new horizons of next year and what's to come, and I'm just really looking forward to having a great show from here on out. So, yeah, thank you all very much, and we will catch you very soon. Take care. Get the thing.